0: Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday, if you are listening in real time. I hope that your day is treating you beautifully. So today, we are going to talk about what I'm asking myself this year as I go through my planning process. Yesterday, we discussed, you know, how we set goals after the year that we had in 2020 and feeling a little bit jaded with the whole goal-setting process. I walk you through kind of two distinct Ways to shift your goals and things to think about. And so, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go check it out because it's going to be really helpful um, in really setting the tone for what we discuss today. Before we dive into today's topic, I'm going to tell you my rose, bud, and thorn. So, today, my rose, so the good thing in my life right now is that I'm sitting in my office and there is this lady who comes and like tends to the garden bed and i'm low key obsessed with her she has no idea that i exist but my office has two french doors that kind of look out over the patio and at the garden bed and she lives like really close by like right on the other side of the patio. And she comes in and she just kind of clears out the weeds and plants new plants. And I just love watching her. It's so relaxing and she makes my view just like so special. So every day I'm very grateful for her and she has no idea exists. And I think that's really fun. Um, my bud right now, something I'm looking forward to so I'm actually recording this episode um, before the one you've already heard, so <laughs> I'm recording it in advance um, because I am getting prepped to go on my CEO retreat, which is a thing I do every every year. Um, I just take some time to myself, so I am prepped to go to that. I'm going to an Airbnb 10 minutes away from my house, but not traveling anywhere. um, And I'm just locking myself away for five days to just dream, vision, plan, and think about what the year is to come and kind of shifts that need to be made in the company and basically walk through everything that I'm laying out with you today that I'm going to consider and think about. So I'm very much looking forward to that and my thorn today. So if you don't know, um, I have some like lung complications that have been going on um, it, over the course of a year. And I've been doing all kinds of tests. We've done all these CT scans and all this stuff. And we finally, my pulmonologist and I decided that it is time for me to get a bronchoscopy, which is kind of like an invasive test. They basically put like a camera down into your lungs. Um, they're going to take a biopsy and do all this different stuff. And I don't have health insurance y'all. So I paid out of pocket uh, half of it today, which is like three grand, just like had to have it, had to pay it very stressed out about it. I'm I'm not going to lie. Um, it's very overwhelming (laughs) for me, but I, you know, it's like It's kind of like a nightmare for me as a seven. And I actually, well, because it's like I'm doing, I'm giving my money away to something that I absolutely don't want to do, but I kind of have to do. (laughs) So it's kind of like this amalgamation of stressful things. My husband and I were joking because I was like, and honestly, the best case scenario is that they tell me I didn't have to have that test, right? Like best case scenario is they say, actually, all of this money you spent didn't have to spend it. And so we were joking about, like, it's actually kind of like a riddle, like, what's something? And I had also said, it makes me have to work more, but makes me not be able to work at all. So we were like, okay, it's a riddle where, it's, where it says, what's something that makes you have to work more, but you doesn't let you work at all, and costs you money, but the best case scenario is that you didn't have to have the test at all. It was, anyway, something like that. He was better at articulating it. Um, I'm t- I'm starting off today's episode with a weird joke. <laughs> that's what we're doing today. Um, but that's my thorn. I didn't want to have to pay for that. And I wish I didn't have to have the test at all. But I'm grateful that I will. Positive spin. Okay, let's dive in to today's episode. So like we talked about this a little bit already, so the way that I'm gonna approach this is I'm going away for that c e o retreat, so I'm taking a week away. I got an airbnb, and I'm just gonna seclude myself for five days. The reason that I do this is because I find it a little bit difficult personally to set goals um when I'm in my everyday life and when there's other people around. And I think that this is something that depending on your Enneagram type is really helpful because if you're a compliant type, six, two, and one, you're going to have a hard time releasing the expectations of like what other people need from you. And so the more that you can physically separate yourself, the easier that will be. Um, and you know, I think that is relevant to all of us, but those two those three types are probably gonna struggle with that the most. Um if you are someone like an action-oriented type, even ones two, even though you're compliant, um You're going to have a hard time as well, like stepping out of your day to day work and your day to day activities just to focus. You know, I have so much going on. There's always something to be done. There's never a time that I can legitimately take a break. And so if I'm in my office or if I'm in my home, like there will be something else to do. And so giving this priority, this will seem so frivolous compared to my day to day activities. But it's not. You know, it's so important for me to organize my thoughts, make a plan, and get things in order. This is something that I prefer to do quarterly, um, but I don't always. You know, it's not like I force myself to do it quarterly. If I can do it quarterly, I will, um, but I definitely always do it yearly. Now, let's say you are not in the situation where you can take a full week. For whatever reason, um, a full week is like a burden on your resources of any kind. I want to say that I started doing this an hour or two hours at the coffee shop, which obviously right now we don't have access to, um, very many coffee shops, but instead, you know, this is something that you could say, Hey, partner, can, if you live with people, like, can I have some time alone? Maybe you go drive to somewhere beautiful and you just sit in your car and do it, um, Try and just like block off time instead of it being like this like magical big vacation. It can just be like intentional time blocked off. Yeah, you know, that's just as good, just as important. Um, I don't, don't wait to start this until you can do it the way that I'm doing it right now. Because I didn't start doing it the way I'm doing it right now. That makes sense. So, but I'm taking this week, I'm taking a week off to go vision, plan, daydream, assess, That's the, that's what's going on. And here is what I'm going to cover again. I didn't start off covering all of this in my first kind of lifestyle audit. I started very small and it grew to this. So if you take one of the things that I mentioned to you today away, it's going to be awesome. That's great. Don't feel like you need to do what I'm doing. Also know that this is me. I love to plan. I live for a plan. It is like my favorite feeling in the world. And so don't, if this doesn't bring you joy, if this isn't like giving you life, don't add this to like a list of shoulds in your life, right? This isn't something that like you have to do. This is just something that is available to you should you find peace or joy here. Okay. So first thing that I think about is what are my three big hopes for the year? Look, like this is This is the only time that hope comes into the picture because I really, like we talked about in yesterday's episode, I like to be tangible. I like plans. I like action-oriented things because when we set visions or goals or things that are out of our control, we have no control over them. We have no control over the outcome or our circumstances. We only have control over our behavior. And so I prefer to really focus on what is within my my sphere of control and release the rest whenever possible but that doesn't mean that we don't have hopes so what are my three big hopes hopes for this year um, i would say you know thinking about myself this isn't my final answer, but just off the top of my head, I think I know that I want to go deeper on fewer things. I feel a little bit spread thin last year, so I know I want to go much deeper and really excel at just a few things instead of trying to do a lot of things. Another thing that I know is that I want to safely travel more often. In 2020, I stayed home all year long. I took One trip after my dad died, um, I rented a cabin for our anniversary and I rented, you know, I'm renting for January, um, an Airbnb for myself for the CEO retreat. But I know that no matter what happens in 2021, I have got to be out of my house more often. (laughs) Like my husband and I came to, came, came to this together and we were like, there are ways this can safely be done, like just like the CEO retreat or like renting the cabin when we had our anniversary. It was not, I was completely social distance. We ordered our groceries. We stayed in the whole week, but just the change of scenery is so life-giving to me. It is like, I can't even explain how important it is for me. And, and, and to put it into perspective in 2019, I was traveling one to two times a month and um, like I was on the road half the year and then swoop over to 2020 and I'm like, hey, I took two little kind of mini vacations at the end of the year, um, which granted in the beginning before March, January to March, I traveled as I did in, 2000, in 2019, um, which for me 10 years ago would have been a lot. So in perspective, um, I just want to say we've really decided as a family, like I, I need time away quite frequently to be satisfied in my life. So um, that's a priority. So that kind of thing, thinking about like, what are the big hopes for the year? You know, I would love for the podcast to be a major source of income for me. I would love for this to be one of the main things that I'm doing with my time. They're there. Those are three good hopes. Plenty, right? So, three big hopes. Then we're moving on to word of the year. So, what's my word of the year? Um, One word that signifies like the tone of what you want the year to be. This isn't something that I maybe am going to be fully aware of all year long, but it's just kind of like I'm setting an intention for myself. Um, Then we move on to core desired feelings for quarter one. If you have not read the desire map, especially if you are a three, six, or a nine and a one, I'm going to say one too. Uh, if you were in that like identity triangle, um, three, six, nine, or if you are a one and if you're anyone in the world, I just think it's important for everybody. Um, but I highly encourage you to check out the book, the desire map, the book that in this book, she discusses how you, how to set goals based off of how you want to feel instead of what you want to accomplish. And so this is something that I've really adopted into my life. Every quarter, I just check in and say like, how do I want to feel this quarter? And then I check in with my plans and make sure that they support the feelings that I desire to have. You know, am I creating plans that write me out of the feelings I desire. So if my core desired feelings are like calm, peace, joy, and then I have planned to have like the most intense, stressful, goal-oriented quarter of the season, those two things don't add up. You know, how can we make better math here? How can we make this work? So then I do my core core desired feelings for quarter one. And then I create a, like a vision board. I do vision boards very differently than I used to. So used to, I would get a piece of paper or a poster board and I would clip things out of magazines and I would put like some like skinny model, and like her green juice. And I would be like, I'm going to be skinny this year. And, um, and I would look at it every day and honestly, it would kind of make me feel like crap. And that's kind of how I treated a vision board. It was kind of like the life map of what I'm not. That isn't what I do anymore. Um, first of all, I never set a goal to be skinny this year. I set a goal to feel the way I want to feel, right? So if I want to feel energized, then exercise, hydration, and vegetables are going to be my friend. Um, but I never set goals based off of like weight goals. That's just, I think BS. So that's, that's step one. (laughs) But the, the shift I've made in vision board is that I create a vision board on my technology. So my laptop has a backdrop, my phone and my iPad have backdrops that are intended to, um, create the feeling that I desire. So each quarter I create the feeling that I want. So right now I'm recording this, um, with, in, with this quarter's backdrop, which is all about like coziness and wanting to feel cozy. And so the my whole backdrop is like snowy trees and log fires and coffee and just things that kind of make me feel the way I want to feel. And um, that to me is so much more important. It's just a reminder of like, no, you want to feel these things. So that's why I, I set my core desired feelings first. And then I create my like vision board on my technology. Okay. The next thing that I do is my three main goals or three main plans for quarter one. So what are the three things that like have to happen this quarter or that I intend to happen this quarter? And what's the plan for them? You know, it's going to be like revamping brave collectives back end, um, function, you know, turning podcast into a daily podcast. It's um you know updating my website, whatever those things are. You know, the three major plans that I have for the quarter and that's it. I'm allowed to have like three priorities and then anything above that, that's too much. Um and that has to wait. And so this really allows us to not be overly ambitious and to be really focused on what really like what's priority number 1. <laughs> Priority number two and priority number three, that's it. And really, if you think about it, it's like one priority per, per month. Um, and everything else we're kind of maintaining, but we're we're advancing in one area each month. And then if you listen to yesterday's episode where I really digest I really break down monthly resolutions and how I think about them and how I set them. Um Go do that if you haven't yet, because it's going to break down in detail, like step one, step two, step three, etc. But for monthly resolutions, I, I think about my monthly resolution for January. You know, what is a habit I want to build or break this month? And then what's the daily action I'm going to take to build or break that habit? So that's the next thing I do. And then I follow that with a task plan for the month. So what are the tasks that need to happen this month in each of my moving projects or pieces? So in my life, I have um, the Enneagram and Relationships course. I have you guys, the podcast. Um, I do brand deals or podcast ads. I do speaking engagements or workshops. Then I have Brave Collective, which is my online community. I have Black Lives Matter, which is a cause that's really important to me. And I take, I intend to and do take action on every single month. Um, I have my Patreon community. I have YouTube. And um, those are like my main projects. So I need to look at each of those projects and really determine what are my goals or what are my plans or my activities that need to happen in each of those things this month for it to move forward and to maintain. So I make my task plan for the month. Then <laughs> I do my, my 2020 income audit. What this is, is I look at every, every income that I had come in for the month of, or the year of 2020 and what offer made me the most income. Second, and then secondary, and third, and so on, so that I can see is there something I'm giving a lot of time to that actually isn't paying me at all um, or very much, and does the energy and time export match the income? That's coming in from this. Um, And where could I be giving more of my energy to? Let's say I'm giving all of my energy to one project, but actually all of my energy is coming from all my income is coming from the other. There probably needs to be a shift there, right? So I do an income audit. And then finally, I do a systems audit. And I really look at each of my each of my running projects. And I say, like, what's working, what's not working? And what are we doing next? So um, in Brave Collective, My Online Community, I sent out an A survey for like what are the things on the back end that are not working right now and I asked for feedback and so I take all of that feedback into consideration and then I make adjustments or I determine what adjustments need to be made. Now this systems audit happens across the board so I'm gonna do it for all of those projects that I mentioned to you there will be a systems audit you know is the way that I'm creating workshops for the course is that working for me right now is The podcast working for me right now, the way that I'm editing it and uploading it, is that working? You know, I go through everything, my employee communication, all of it, and just say like, what's working, what's not, and what is next? I know this is a lot. (laughs) I can hear it um, as I'm saying everything. Again, I want to remind you, this is fun for me. Like, this is my version of like, Play, <laughs> like I enjoy this. Planning is like happy, happy place for me. So if it's not your happy place, do not feel obligated to take this on for yourself. But maybe there's one or two things that you want to take away. Maybe you're like, okay, I do not need to do an income audit. I do not need to do a systems audit. But like core desired feelings, interesting. I'm going to take that on. Or maybe core desired feelings aren't your thing, but doing a tech vision board to create the feeling you want to this month, this quarter, maybe that's something you want, to, you want to take on. Either way, I hope that this episode is helpful for you as you think of like how you want to daydream about the new year. Um, if you want to take a CEO retreat <laughs> for your life, um, I know all of us aren't business owners, but it may be something you want to do for just yourself, just to take some time away and think about like where you want to go, what you want this year, how you're feeling, and how you would like to feel. I encourage you to do so. And for today's food for thought, we're going to start with a quote from Robert Browning. It says, how sad and bad and mad it was, but then how it was sweet. And for me, I thought about how so often when we're living through something, it is hard. It feels unbearable. We don't know how we're going to get through, but then we look back and we can say. Here's what I learned. Here's what wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone through that. And, you know, it's also kind of special. You know, we lived this crazy year together and it's, it was terrible. It was awful. It was sad and bad and mad. And then it was also kind of sweet, right? We, we lived through something communally. We will look back at 2020 And we will have lived through history. We'll have lived a historic year. And our children, their children's children will read about what we've gone through. And so, yes, how sad and bad and mad it was. But then how it was sweet. Thank you, Robert Browning. And if you are listening to today's episode and you enjoyed it, thank you for being here. If you don't mind, take a few seconds and just leave a rating review on iTunes. It means the world to podcasters like me. Thank you guys so much, and I will see you tomorrow. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death